Hi, I'm Yeliz Shukri. I was born in Melbourne, Australia to working class Cypriot parents. Uh, both worked very hard to bring up uh, their daughters uh, in Australia to educate them and uh, to make sure they had the best future uh, they could possibly have. I believe that, uh, I'm, well, to be honest, I'm very happy that I was born in Australia and educated there and, uh, you know, um, worked there. I do believe, uh, saying that though, it was a little bit harder for us to prove ourselves in, uh, in Australian society in terms of, you know, uh, being of a migrant background because of the way we look and our names, for example, uh, made it a bit more difficult to maybe break into certain industries, media being one of them. Uh, and also being a woman, I believe, uh, was another factor which made it a little bit more difficult. But uh, saying that, uh, you know, uh, we did, uh, we managed. I've heard things have changed in Australia and I look forward to seeing those changes. Uh, okay, my separate uh, my separate parents moved to Australia for a better future. I ended up coming back, and that was kind of by accident, to be honest. I really just came to see my family's birthplace, which was in uh, Paphos. Uh, I ended up staying, uh, and I live here now. I can call Cyprus now my home. And one of the great things about Cyprus, I believe, is that uh, you know women are quite empowered in this country. I'm saying that, of course, uh, there are many things that. Uh, have been pushed under the rug, whether it be the, uh, the prostitution or the um, trafficking of women or the uh, the reluctance of police to follow up on cases. For example, in the Republic, when uh, seven migrant women were, you know, killed by a serial killer, basically, they were not followed through. They were not taken seriously. The reports. Um, when I did the documentary Missing Fetine, uh, I followed a close friend of mine, Pembe Mentesh, as she looked for her, searched for her great aunt who was forced into marriage in, at the age of uh, 13. Uh, it was not, it's not a, a case that happened, or well, I say a case, but is one of many hundreds of cases back in the time because of poverty, families were, you know, forcing their daughters into marriage and taking the dowry that should have gone to their daughters for themselves. And uh, it was a case that, um, you know, it was not so, you know, distant in past. It was something that happened in the 1940s. Uh, and it was basically, you know, what happens in worst case situations, basically. You know, worst case situation is that you're, there's no money left, we, we can't feed the rest of the family. So what happens is, you know, uh, who do we sacrifice? You know, they sacrifice their, their young daughters. Uh, because there was a demand, and uh, they, you know, that that worked out for the two male parties, shall we say? Uh, I think what I want to, uh, to get out of this is that, you know, as much as we're empowered today, I, I do want to uh, make a strong statement here. Uh, we as women, we're very strong. We're very, um, you know, we can do anything we put our minds to because, you know, we have the compassion, we have the empathy, we have the strength, we have the uh, the knowledge. Uh, what we need to realize though is that things, just because things are good now, they can always regress. And um, you know, uh, we should always remember that uh, we have to uh, keep up the struggle. Uh, we have to support each other as opposed to knocking each other down. And uh, you know, in a, in a world that really, um, you know, pushing to the right, uh, things like uh, women's uh, rights are the things that are actually, I see, being compromised. So, um, 
you know what I'd like to get out of maybe at least this little uh, video is that you know let's keep up the struggle and not forget that it's really easy for things to just get bad and you know women's rights and children's rights are usually the first things to go in, in many societies.